0: So, we really do want to make sure we take the opportunity to just acknowledge every single person that has done work here in the church, served here in the church in one way or another even you know from from putting one chair on top of another after the sunday service you know um uh, we're not we're not in any way uh, diminishing what things everyone does to contribute to the life of the church you know and maybe you know uh, uh as the as the as we turn into 2024 ask the lord about your more you know Ask a lot about what more you could be doing, and uh, and, uh, and seeking counsel maybe from the from the from the pastors as well, and finding a roster somewhere to get involved and and participate in what this church does. And and uh, I, I just note that, and we were talking about it earlier on outside in the uh, uh, outside in the in the welcome area. There, uh, we were just talking about the two. Uh, dear folk that came down uh, last Sunday and actually gave their hearts to the Lord and and, uh, made Jesus Lord and Saviour for the first time, what we call a first-time decision, and how wonderful and how how warming that is And, and that we reminded ourselves that that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. And, you know, sometimes church can be uh, about so many different things. But for that young couple to come and and actually uh, uh, take on the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Saviour is the start of eternity for them and uh, an eternal life with God and, and how precious it was. And, and I just remind you that that, for us, is what it's all about. And uh, we can do a lot of things. And I know there's, there's those that have come in, and uh, I, I want to acknowledge Lily and Robin and, and Mark uh, came in and put all the decorations up and the lighting and the star at the front of the building. And I think if you really ask them the question, what are you doing all this for? I think they give the same answers because people can be saved through these actions and these activities. People can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, uh, and, and I just want to encourage every single person here is that in 2024, let's ask the Lord for our more. You know, what is that? You know, and, and, and a lot of things go on through the year. There's a Sunday school uh, program that we have, the Kids Church program, and Jen's out there now with the children, Cassie's out there, and there's been others that have been on the roster. And, uh, I think of the community, uh, Victory Life broom community services that have sort of in its, in its uh, inaugural year this year, but uh, uh, EPSI's put so much in and Pastor Jess has put so much in uh, to, to those activities, reaching out outside the church and, uh, and making sure that uh, the gospel's going out. Uh, even if it's in some gesture of help or support to someone in need, the gospel's going out. And there's an opportunity for someone to say, why would you be so kind to me? And we can tell them that it's because of the love of God in our hearts. Amen? Amen. So, you know, I I think of those and I I think of those that have worked on the rosters, uh, uh, all all the different rosters around the church, uh, opened their house for small groups or uh, 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 the kitchen roster. It's all for the one thing. And let's be focused on that. You know, there's only one thing that we can take from here into heaven, and that's souls. You know, that's the only thing that's going to pass over. Someone asked, someone asked the question, Howard Hughes was known to be the most prosperous person in the world, the richest man in the world was this guy called Howard Hughes, and someone asked the question, how much did he leave behind? You know what the answer was? All of it. He left it all behind. And that's, that's true of all of us. There's nothing we can take with us except for souls. And our participation... Uh, in souls being saved and people coming to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is what we all participate in when we support the local church and come along and get behind it. Amen. Can I get a big amen this morning? Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I have got a message this morning—a bit of a Christmas message—and it's—it sort of seems like our, um, our, uh, our. Our morning uh, our dinner is going to come on and it's going to uh, uh, be just about right time for us as well. But I do have this message and, and I believe the Lord just shared it with me. Is it, is, it is about the way that, uh, you know, the wise still seek him. Amen. The wise still seek him. And uh, those three men uh, uh, that searched for Jesus uh, as a baby, led of the Lord, led by the Spirit of God, were not satisfied with what they had. They had standing uh, as being wise uh, or, you know, uh, they had esteem uh, from their giftings or their riches even because they came carrying riches. But they were looking for more that comes from God. Amen. That you have to see that in those three wise men. And of course, the, the truth is wise men and women Still seek Him, still go looking for more from God. Whatever you do, no matter where you've been, don't be satisfied with what you've had so far. That is a recipe for no more. Whereas you want more and you want it from the Lord, and uh, I encourage you to go after it. You know, they came looking uh, for more that comes from God, and they knew that faithfulness that's just being consistent and continuing and consistency, faithfulness and humility would give them access and position them for the more. And uh, it's a good time for us all to reflect uh, on our current faithfulness and humility, especially if we want more in 2024. Amen. So take note. Those, and think back a couple of weeks, a few weeks, think back, those that were in unbelief and complaining did not go into the promised land. We looked at it. Those that were in unbelief and complaining did not go into the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb went in and received their inheritance. They had to wait 40 years for it, but they went in and received it because they were faithful. And of course, and they, were, uh, they humbled him, th- themselves under the mighty hand of God. And we remember that. You know, and in the Christmas message, we get to see the more that God intended for us. We get to recognise something of God, the Father's big plan for man. And he had a a big plan for man uh, right from the very beginning of existence. It's a, a redemptive plan, a purpose of heaven to redeem mankind from his fallen condition and not just to save us, but to restore us Get this, restore us to relationship with him. Can I get an amen on that point? You know, uh, Restore us to relationship with God the Father. Jesus makes it clear there is only one way to God the Father. You can't come with your own works, your own sacrifices. Uh, you cannot come to God through enlightenment and New Age ideology. And there's a lot of them out there promising all kinds of uh, 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 things that would apparently be good for you if you took them on. But there is only one way to God. And of course, uh, that uh, way to God the Father is through Jesus Christ the Son. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that today. So why don't we just pray? Father, we we again thank you for an opportunity to come around your word, Lord God. And again, receive the light of your word, Father God, into our lives. And Lord, we ask that uh, hearts would be open today to receive. Lord, that your word would be like seed that uh, stirs and uh, brings forth new life and growth in our hearts today, Lord. Lord, we thank you that the entrance of your word gives us light. And Lord God, that it shows us where we are and shows us where we can go. In Jesus' name. Amen. In John 14, uh, verse 5 and verse 6 says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And verse 6, and Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You want to go, you want to know God, you want to know the God of all creation, you're going to have to go through Jesus. Cause there is no other way. And Jesus in his life and ministry comes under criticism and judgment from the religious people of his day because he dares to speak of God as a father. Dares to relate to him from sonship and it's radical in his day. It's radical. They, they can't even say the name of God. Even his disciples are grappling, grappling with this level of relationship. And, you know, we can have all kinds of different levels of relationship with people around us and, and, of course, even with God. John chapter 14 and verse 7 to 8 says, Jesus answered him, said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Wow, just think about that. And from now on you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it's that, that'll be sufficient for us. Just show him. <laughs> I like this because you know, this is why we should read the Gospels over and over and over again. We get to know Jesus and his ways. And we then get to know the Father. Amen. We then get to know the Father as we read about Jesus. Because that's what Jesus is telling us. If you want to know what God's like, if you want to know what the Father's like, look at me. And therefore for us, look at his word, read about Jesus. Look at Jesus and you'll see the Father. What he's like. What his heart is like. John chapter 14 and verse 9 to 10. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak, speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Wow. You know, in God the Father's big plan is relational. It's not positional. Okay? Okay we need to relate from that position of sonship you know it's it's very relational it's family where ultimately faults and imperfections are overlooked and sin is not imputed hallelujah that's how he starts with us don't come from this positional you know raising the eyebrow and pointing the finger jesus is coming back for a church that's with without spot or wrinkle how could he possibly do that if you look around you, <laughs> that's when you're looking at others, okay? Oh, you know. But Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, and it's because of what Jesus did for us that we'll qualify. Amen? It's a plan where love is the new commandment, and our ministry is that ministry of reconciliation, helping people understand that God is not imputing their sins to them, that he wants them to become new creations. It's not the ministry of the law, sin, and judgment. So when the time was right, the big plan of God becomes a reality. In a stable in Bethlehem, born of a virgin, we see the more of Galatians 4.4. And, you know, again, I just want to say what a lovely... What a lovely nativity. You know, we keep getting better. I don't even know how Robin and Lily could actually improve on this one, especially with the little light going down on, um, on Jesus the baby. Look, there was a few years ago when there was just this doll that was shoved in a little basket, and I thought to myself, you know, quietly in my heart, said, I know we're going to do better than this sooner or later, you know. But this is pretty sweet, you know, and uh, a great picture. And if you want to know what the message is about, it's that, it's that little baby. In there with the light shining on him. Um, it's all about him. Amen? Amen. Galatians 4 4. And um, as it reads, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And I want to bring out four points from here. It won't take uh, uh, too long today, but I want to bring out these four points. Number one, born of a woman. Why? It's because his birth had to be a virgin birth. So he could be sinless. He couldn't have been sinless if he was just born naturally like we all were. He had had to be born of a virgin. So that the seed of man could not pass sin down to him. Is that understood? That's why we had to have a virgin birth. Wow. And what, how amazing that is, you know, when you think about God's planning for that to occur. But, you know, you can read the scriptures over the next couple of weeks and just again stir your heart and think how God was so faithful to us for even that to occur, a virgin birth. Number two, born under the law so he could be sinless by the law. He kept the law and he's the only one that could. All right, he's the only one that could. He came and kept the law. And that's another wow factor. Number three, redeeming those under the law so that the sinless son of God could pay the penalty for our sin and that we could be redeemed. Brought back into relationship. Brought back into father-son, father-daughter relationship. And that's again, you know, by the blood of Jesus there's no other way that's why Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me because he knew he was the sacrificial lamb that had to die that was the testimony of John behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world it was his work not our work and his sacrifice not ours Number four, and don't forget this last part, and I like it, the relationship part, the family part, the sons and daughters part. And you know me, I'm big on sons and daughters because I know that God's all about family. Verse six, and we we'll read it. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. You know, literally, Daddy, Lord, you know. It's that. It speaks of relationship. You know, you think of a young child that goes running into his father's arms. That's the picture. Daddy Lord. He's, he's that kind of God to us. He's not a positional God. He's a relational God. And we need to be a people that relate to him as that kind of God. And he brings it out again in Romans chapter uh, 8. And we'll have a look at that as we close today. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of a bondage again to fear. That's not what we got in Christ Jesus, the spirit of bondage. He didn't give that to us. But you received the spirit of adoption, every single one of us, when we received Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we're adopted back into his loving family. Amen. As sons and daughters of the living God. And I'll tell you something that we can shout about and give, give the Lord the glory for, not just at Christmas, but all the year long, every day. Just rejoice in the fact that you're family. Just rejoice in the fact that you received the spirit of adoption and that you're, you're a, a, a child, a son and a daughter of the living God. And rejoice. Be happy about that. There's a power in just rejoicing and thinking about it. On a, you know, I, I, Look, I'll be honest with you. I wake up every morning just like you do. Oh, oh takes me a little while to get going. You know, I have to have that first cup of coffee. But I start, then, I start then moving into the truths of the Word of God. I start meditating on what God, God has said in His Word and who I am in Christ. And I tell you what, I start getting a bit of pep in my step. You know, That little bit of glide in my stride starts to come. You know? And, and, well, I don't know, usually it takes me about two hours, but, <laughs> but then, then I, I get a smile on my dial, you know. No, it doesn't take that long. But I start to just, you know, I like something that Smith Wigglesworth said. He said this, and he was a great minister in the 30s, uh, uh, in the uh, 20s and 30s, and I think even into the 40s. Um, and he said this, he says, he says, whenever I pray, I don't start out in the spirit. He says, I start out in the flesh but I end up in the spirit. And then we're all the same. We all start praying mostly from the same place, usually. But the whole point is make sure you pray. Make for you, make sure you connect, because that's what prayer is about. It's about connecting with the Father's heart. Next thing you know, you've got a flow going and you're hearing what he's saying. You, you know, you're picking up what's in his heart and it's a beautiful thing. And we're called to it. Well, um, you know, church... Don't lose sight of that. Let's be that church or that people, because that's what the church is anyway. It's a people, okay? Literally, it's the called out ones, the people who have been called out, okay? Let's be the, uh, 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 the church family that makes sure that our gatherings together as a place uh, 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 would be a place where people can come and experience the presence of God where people can come and be drawn close by that spirit of adoption and receive Jesus as their Lord and as their Saviour. We're all about that. We're going to continue being all about that. And I believe in 2024 there'll be more of all of that for all of us to, to draw nearer to, to get more involved with and get excited about. Can I get an amen this morning? And, you know, as we have this celebration, you know, usually the reason we have it sort of early in the month is because people are going away and we might miss people and people don't get to celebrate with us. But I just encourage you to uh, come around and, and uh, reflect on the fact that we're family. We're family together. Uh, we're, we're sons and daughters of our heavenly father. And, uh, and we should be grateful to our Lord Jesus Christ continually for that, for that truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, why don't we all stand to our feet? We won't go out with the songs. I know that there's so many people that are just just ready to eat and. Um...